Here's at the breweries with Brian Noonan. Oh, it's been too long. It is at the breweries. And I am joined, as always, by John Carruthers from Revolution Brewing and Jesse Valenciana, who just made it in the nick of time from Goose Island. Oh, my gosh, John and I, were, uh, we're ready to cut you loose, Jess. Sorry. <laughs> you're late and, you, and you're gone. Well, welcome back. Happy New Year, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brian. <laughs> Jesse's pulling beers out of his coat pocket. He's like, you're like Felix the Cat with his bag. You're just, oh, here, and I've got another beer here, and this is going on. If you are new to the segment at the breweries, the guys come in and they uh, review three different styles of beer. They pick one that is kind of the baseline and then try another one. Today we are going to try Saison's. We are going to try Mexican lagers and stouts. Porters. 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 Oh, very nice. So, but we'll start... uh, you know, we haven't talked in uh, since December, so I know there's some new things happening. Uh, what's happening new at Revolution? You got a couple new things going on. Yeah, just off those five minutes I spent dry in January, uh, we have got <laughs> a new everyday IPA. It's four point three percent alcohol, nice uh, in fifteen packs. Literally just launched last week. It's still going on into stores, but okay. I really like it. I just and, had it today. It's fantastic. Yeah, the lazy yeah. dad in me loves the four point three percent ABV. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> a lot of places are I'm seeing are coming out with that. Because for a while everything was heavy, 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 yeah. and people are like, well, I you know I can only have one or two. I it's I can't drink these during the day and be you know, coherent. So it's nice. Everybody coming out with a lower ABV without sacrificing any of the taste or the quality. Yeah, yeah I wish I participated in any athletic endeavors because it would be the perfect beer for that. Yeah, nice. And then you've also got a uh, a new beer created by some of the female employees at Revolution that's coming out. Yes, Spirit of Revolt. So this was this is back. It was a draft only released last year. It is now in cans, so buy it at a store near you. Um, this beer goes to benefit this local charity does great work called Connections for Abused Women and Their Children. So okay. everyone who buys this, who drinks this, who enjoys this, does a little good with out. it, too. Very nice. So beer and a good cause. Yeah, and we're throwing an art show at the Tap Room on March 8th to, okay. you know, kind of... K- culminate the whole fundraising effort very nice spirit of revolt and the art on the can uh, one of the employees came up with that it's yeah this cool. was uh this this art's based off a sketch by one of our bartenders um her and her husband uh both talented artists kind of concepted this character that's supposed to be like you know every chicago woman very nice so that's spirit of revolt it's on it's on sale now in cans can and it's still on tap at the uh, tap room mm-hmm. yes Perfect. All right, go. What's new at uh, What's new at Goose? Oh man, I don't know where to start. Uh, we actually, I've, we've got a really cool event coming up in March. Um, Women in Brewing at the the Brew Pub on Clybourne. So, in keeping with you know Women's Month, and um, it, it's been pretty awesome the stuff that we're doing. We've got some events throughout the year that we're going to be doing to support. Um, you know, the women in brewing, which is cool. That's so, right, man. Women's yeah. month. That's 12 yeah. months of the year, baby. Yeah, that's right. It depends on where you live, <laughs> but yes, definitely, as it should be. You also had uh, you also had the fun uh, dibs release. Oh, my goodness. With, uh, with the, uh, the Which the you paints. crushed. Thank you. I was not playing. That was, I, I wanted to get out just because I had gone through dry January, and I was like, ooh, I need a beer. And so I went, and I had no no intention of debating, and you kept... Hey, you gonna do it? You gonna do it? You gonna do it? You gonna do it? He was That's a spot there. on Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting there going, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna no, do I wasn't. Then, I just went to have a beer. Now, I was gonna have yet. one beer. Yeah. That was it. One beer. I had two, so I was pretty good. I only had oh. two. And you should know that when you're near me, you're not gonna have just one beer. So. Well, that's, that's true. Most <laughs> anticlimactic I've ever heard. I, I was only gonna have one beer, and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to hear where <laughs> he woke up in jail. Uh, no. He's like, but I had two. I'm like, man, that's the worst way that story could end. <laughs> I know, but I was trying to be very responsible. It was the middle of the day. Plus, I was coming off not drinking for a month. Oh, I hear you. So, 
two two of those uh, two of those uh, porter. I was uh, you know that would that was plenty. No, God, I'm glad I wanted to have more. But punch a police horse or something? Oh, not at all. But I did punch. <laughs> I did punch uh, verbally. Punch the guy, oh, the moderator, who, you, uh, who thought he was going to d- destroy me, and I just you didn't more than punch him. You were Mike Tyson. You Mike Tyson, this kid. I uh, did you ever see Eight Mile, John? You ever see Eight Mile? <laughs> yeah. Where at the end, uh, Eminem <laughs> doses this guy so bad he cannot respond. Yeah, I think I'm wearing that hoodie. That was exactly <laughs> what happened. To the point you where did. he actually he turned around. And he went, I I have nothing. You win. That's nice. I we mean, fired him because we're like, this is weak. Yeah, he was this an embarrassment. Not... I mean, my favorite <laughs> my favorite part of craft beer is always watching the light go out in somebody's eyes. <laughs> so, the, so you've got the big uh, goose has the uh, the big uh, event in March for women in brewing. We do. Um, uh, we're also going to be Goose Island is going to be at the James Beard House March first. Oh, yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, is that your thing in New York? It is my thing in New York. Very nice. So, tell people about that. So, the guy is from Steadfast, which is a amazing restaurant in downtown Chicago. Uh, their chef Ender and I and Chris who does all of their um, their he's their patisserie chef. Yeah. So we're putting together a six course, three appetizer dinner at the James Beard House and everything is paired with a Goose Island beer. Two of the dishes are paired with um, Virtue Cider and there's a bunch of different beer, actual beer as ingredients in uh, the the uh, the courses, so it's pretty fascinating. Very nice, yeah. sounds good. All right, let's get into it. What our what is our first uh, style that we are going to experiment with today? So we're bringing it back in gently. We're going to do Mexican lager, crisp, Ooh. refreshing. Everyone's had a Corona or a yeah. Modelo or a Tecate. Never. Um, so we have got the classic Modelo, and oh, this yeah. is I just picked this because this is my favorite. Um, Negra Modelo, even what? better. Did you bring any limes? I, oh, I, I love the I Negra I did not bring Modelo. any limes. Oh, it's at weak. the brewery, not at the let me orchard. Ask, let me ask this, yeah. Limes a, grown in orchard? <laughs> no. Yeah, on trees. Lime orchards in Florida. I have always been steadfastly against putting fruit, uh, putting lime in, in a beer. Is that, uh, am I doing it wrong? I might, you know, realistically, my exception is... Mexican lagers. So, what sets a Mexican lager apart from you know old styles of lager? What's what makes a Mexican lager a Mexican lager? Well, Mexican lagers are, are essentially just they were Vienna lagers. Okay, and then you know uh, Tecate, the Modelos of the world, kind of took off, and that was a the style. There was a big influx of different immigrants that came through European okay. immigrants, and the Vienna style of beer took off. Yeah, and you know Mexicans kind of claimed it as their own. And it's a, I mean, you you think of uh, you think of uh, Places where maybe you've gone on vacation in Mexico. It's usually hot. Uh, it's tropical. It's it you know so a nice crisp light beer goes perfectly with sitting on the beach. Oh, totally. And that's you know? the the whole citrus thing. My dad, um, my grandfather used to own bars, and he said the reason there was limes in beer. And I don't know if this is a story that he came up with, but he said that the beers would come in open trucks. Yes. So there was always dirt. I heard on that, top of them. I've heard that same yeah. reasoning. So you'd grab a lime, slice it up throw the lime at them, they would clean the top of the can and just kind of like squeeze, put yeah. it in the can. Which is counterintuitive if you've used the lime to clean off all <laughs> the as a, as a rag? Yeah, and then you've jammed it in your beer. It'd be like taking the bar rag and... <laughs> oh, this is delicious. That's like the suicide of beers. <laughs> so what do you like? What do you, what do you guys like about Modelo to make this the baseline? Um, you know, because I've... I've I like Modelo. I like the Negra Modelo a lot. I love that it. one's such a great yeah. beer. So good. So good. People get scared of it because it's dark. But it do- it's darker, but it's still almost just as light as the regular Modelo. Yeah. You know? We've talked about this before, too, you know, with, with when people see like a Guinness, and they're like, oh, I don't like those big, heavy beers. 
it's too it's strong, not. and you're like, this is like a 4.2, and it's so light. I mean, it's just the carbonation's a little bit different, but right. yeah, yeah. But what we what we like about Modelo, I mean, what I like about Modelo, it's really straightforward. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. There's flavor to it, but it's not that like cheap, grainy kind of corny. Yeah, like it yeah. tastes like a lager that someone spent some time wanting to make nice for you. And it says especial on the can, so it means it's special. Oh, is that? Oh, that's what. That's what, it what means. got me. That's but what yeah, got me. I mean, because it's a special. What? Uh, what's an ABV on this? That is what I'm looking at right now. And Let's, do these count calorie wise? Are these these are not light beers, right? No, they're they're regular, no, but they're they're lighter on the palate. What I really right. like about Modelo and, and like Tecate is like they're so light on the palate and they're, they're really effervescent. Mm-hmm. So like when you're eating a taco, they go with great with food. Yeah, yeah, they complement whatever you're you're having. It's, yeah, it's like a cheat sheet. All right, so what now? We've we've had the baseline, which is Modelo, and everybody. I there's a place near me that uh, on Fridays the four the Modelo Toro Boys are four dollars. Oh, so I've enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. I've enjoyed some food with a few Modelos. Close enough to walk, which is also a benefit. So what is now? What are we going to compare for our uh, comparison beer? So this is Cruz Blanca, Mexico Calling. It's a Lager Especial. Oh, mm. what does that mean, Seven a uh, special Lager. Oh, is it all? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this is like me and Jesse have wanted a Cruz Blanca beer on here forever. Uh, Jacob, yeah. the brewmaster, just does amazing work over there. And they also have a heck of a kitchen, so all their beers yeah. tend to really have that kind of culinary aspect in mind. Yeah. When they're brewing uh, when they're brewing there, it's obviously the the priority is the beer. But yeah. are there, is there also an eye toward, ooh, this is – do they collaborate? Does the kitchen and the brewery collaborate, or does the – does one react to another, I guess, is what I'm asking? Well, the the great thing about what I've seen at Cruz is Jacob is this, like, mad scientist, and he, he's got a brilliant mind, and he gets to really run that beer program the way he wants it. Yeah. And the food's just fantastic, and there's always going to be some kind of crossover. Okay. You know, um, I'm sure Jacob, he does this really amazing coconut, toasted coconut IPA Ooh. that he doesn't make enough. Yeah, Jacob, I hope you're listening. Um, but, yeah, they use, they use the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they do this, like, toasted coconut coconut porter too and so there's stuff that they're using in the kitchen that they're incorporating to their beers you know and that just naturally lends to these different pairings that that happen there now this one seems a little a little heavier creamier yeah a little creamier less effervescent than uh, than the Modelo, still light, but just there's there's that different texture on your tongue when you when you take a drink. It's a little thicker and it tastes it tastes more it's more balanced to the malt, so it's got a yes. little bit of extra yeah. malt sweetness. Um, then you'll also notice if you look in your glass, it kind of holds the head a little longer than your Modelo yeah, does. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, yeah, it's real good though. I mean, these almost are, too pretty to drink, but not so pretty that I will not drink. <laughs> I have not met the too pretty beer yet. <laughs> All the beers, Cody. Yes, now now you're looking uh, you're looking longingly. You are welcome. You know you are welcome to come in. Dude, he he gets very jealous. He Look should at, be. I mean, these are good beers. What other? So, uh, in the Mexican lager family, for the traditionalist, you mentioned Modelo. You mentioned Corona. Is there something if somebody uh, other than the Cruz, which people can pick up at the store too, mm-hmm. is there another one where you'd go? Yeah, if you want to delve in, here's another local local. Uh, brewery that's doing a Mexican lager really well. Well, there was um, kind of like an explosion of Mexican lagers in the last couple of years. So yeah. everybody but now does like their version of it. Um, I feel Cruz is making the best one. I okay. mean, that, that's like if, if you want to go, if you want to spend a little bit more and go beyond the Modelos and the Tecates, the Mexico Calling is the best beer. I, it's, I love it. It's a crusher. It's really I, good. I throw a lime in there. I don't know if they hate me for that, but... That with lime is so good. I wonder. I I would wonder that too. If uh, if Jamie or any of the brewers are like, yeah, 
you don't need to do that with ours. Our you know our canning system is clean. Yeah. You don't need to you don't need to scrub <laughs> off the top. We're good. We're I just good. close We're my eyes. Pretend I'm on, I'm on the beach. I'm like here. That's what I'm doing. So people <laughs> should be looking for in a Mexican lager effervescence, mm-hmm. lightness, a little bit of citrus flavor. Um, yeah, if you put the lime in, I mean naturally it should. It naturally well. it should have. Naturally, I mean, it doesn't. You gotta squeeze yeah, your own yeah. fruit. But I could see where. I mean, it's it's. I don't know if it's just that it's a perfect pairing and that we have trained to have citrus yeah. in it so many times that I think it just works great. Yeah. What's the ABV on this one? Four, Four seven. seven. Four seven. So that's yeah. another one you could uh, you know you can yeah. enjoy throughout the day. Yeah. And into the night, and then the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> brush your teeth. Breakfast beers. The guys are here for at the breweries at 312-981-7200 if you have a, any questions regarding uh, not only the styles of beer that we're talking about today, but any any type of uh, beer question. You can follow the guys, too. John, give us your Twitter, Twitter handle. At UT Chicago. And Jesse. At Jesse ManBQ. Jesse ManBQ. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more. It's WGN. We're here until 7 o'clock with uh, John Carruthers from Revolution Brewing and uh, Jesse Valenciana from Goose Island. Trying to uh, get to the music without knocking over one of these beers. We've talked about Mexican lager, uh, and now we are going to move on to is uh, Cezanne. Is that correct? Yes. I'm noticing, John, that there these saisons are giving you uh, trouble with porn. They're very. There seems to be uh, copious amounts of. I was going to say copious amounts of head, but that sounds wrong. A lot of foam in these uh, in these beers. It's a family show, Brian. I understand, but what family? <laughs> Manson <laughs> Depends on family. family. So is is that a thing with the uh, saisons that they're very foamy? Yeah. So that's a Belgian characteristic. Is that. The way they're carbonated is almost like if you carbonated an American beer and then you kept going like another oh, really? 50%. <laughs> What's the purpose of that? They just, the Belgians love that clean, crisp feeling on the palate when it's super, something super carbonated doesn't linger very long. Okay. And Belgian beers have a lot of cool, like spicy or funky or sweet or sour notes to it. And something that effervescent helps you experience those flavors without getting just like totally sick of it by the time you hit the bottom of the bottle. Uh, is a Saison the same as a farmhouse ale or are those different? Farmhouse is just kind of a term people throw around, but Saison mm-hmm. style beers were traditionally brewed at farmhouses. But honestly, farmhouse beer could mean anything these days. <laughs> So what then? What then, Jesse? Is a saison. So the the Belgians actually they they made the saisons and the saisons like the farmhouse sales are saison and uh, beer de guards. So the French would make beer de guards where the the Belgians were making saisons, which saison means season. Okay. Uh, and the <coughs> romantic beer de story, means beer to save. <laughs> it does. Wow. So the romantic story for saisons. People think all we do here is drink beer. We're educating. No, we are educating people. It's drunk education. It's dredgication. <laughs> Dredge, it's a new show name next week. <laughs> we're, we're, com- we're coming up with new words. Exactly. we got to call Cicero and be like, hey, add this in your books. Um, so what are we... What? Um, oh, so back to the French made the, the one and the, they make and the Belgians guards, made the Belgians make saisons. Um, so the romantic story was uh, the beers would get made um, on these farm on these farms. So the the farmhands that would were looking for work would pick the farms based on how good their beer was. Oh, because they would be a, a, they would be how much it was like you'd get like a certain amount of beer from each farm each day. Okay, and the saisons were always lower ABV, so you could you know essentially have one and still and keep working. Continue, yeah, and, yeah, 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 and that's how it came to be named like that. I think the seasonal farm workers were known as and I don't speak French or know it. Mon. But if I'm speaking it like a dude from the Midwest who saw it in a book, it's a saisonnaires. 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 Mm. So. Savoir faire. Yeah. 
And then also, though, that like the saisons, the beer was being made. Essentially, you were, you know, filtering beer. You were or water. I'm sorry. So there wasn't very good ways to. um, uh, The the water wasn't great quality. So beer was like another alternative to drinking. You know, water that can kill you. Essentially. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So what is our baseline for saisons? This is the classic saison Dupont. This is something you can find pretty much any decent liquor store. Yeah. Um, you know, plus your great liquor stores like Binnie's and what have you. Please send us stuff. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can. Under- no, but this Listen, is... Ben- Binnie's, you can sponsor at the breweries here on WGN. Call <laughs> yeah. our fine sales staff. Cody, do we have a number? Doesn't matter. Uh, Cody will find a number. Yeah, so this yes. is just Ooh. a... Oh, sorry, Cody. No, he's not going to find it. No. Cody's sorry. I might have cut off a great route. bomb mop because I'm not looking at him. Yeah, he's... don't worry. He, he has no bomb off. Bomb off. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of French today. Yeah, this is a good show. I like it. We're going to have fries afterwards. It's very Frites. We're doing frites. frites. Oh, sure. Steak frites. Oh, are we doing oh, mayo oh, then? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so this, is a great, this is a great farmhouse brewery uh, based in Belgium in a town that I'm not going to insult by trying to name it. Uh, this is a very available, not super expensive beer, this big tall bottle, uh, $10.99. Yeah, um, and this is a beer that I think it's know, actually even less than that. It's, I think it's like seven ninety nine. It's it's for what it is. It's I was like going to say I have a bottle of this in the fridge that I, that I got somewhere, and I haven't drank I drank it. But now that I've tried it, it's delicious. Yeah, so this is an absolute classic. I mean, this is what I, this is what I judge every saison I have kind really? of based off of. That's just, I, the baseline saison. We we do at Goose Island. We we have Sophie, which is our uh, Belgian style farmhouse ale, and you know you you taste Sophie and. Dupont side by side, it's 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 amazing. You see the the parallels between both beers and the inspiration from this beer to that beer. Well, we will continue with our saisons, and we will continue with at the breweries. Uh, John Carruthers is here from Revolution. You can follow John at UT Chicago on Twitter, and Jesse Valenciano is here from Goose Island. Follow him at Jesse ManBQ, and of course, it's at GooseIsland.com and Revolution.com to find out everything about their breweries. So we will uh, talk about the guys' pick for their other saison and uh, so much more and we'll do that after the news which comes your way after this on wgn uh we're here till seven john carruthers from revolution brewing is here jesse valenciana from goose island brewing is here and we have already talked about mexican lagers which were delicious all of this will be a podcast Modelo was the baseline and when then we tried cruz blanca's mexico calling for delicious mexican lagers now we have moved on to saisons which are belgian and very foamy as uh, as i've learned that's right <laughs> and then there were a lot of uh, french words that i didn't understand but we uh, the Dupont saison uh, Dupont saison Dupont was our baseline. It comes in uh, like a 750 milliliter bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, John cork. John almost, almost lost his eye. Almost decapitated. I saw that. I very was right frightening. There for that. that thing that and you said that's not. So if people are like, oh, I was going to go buy that, but I like my ocular cavities intact. This is not uh, a normal thing. <laughs> I really pointed anywhere but at the ground of your face, and I think you'd be good. <laughs> Can okay. I jump in here for a second? Sure, you you do. did a pop up. Um, corn dog event last year, and you were a pirate. So you were so close to actually being a pirate. Yeah, that would have been. I would have loved been to see the I mean, different. Terrible, uh, but great. No, it would have been cool because you could have put all revolutions <laughs> different logos on your different eye patches, change them for the mood or the event. How much would you charge to get a, a goose patch on there? I so Whoa. you guys are leaving out right that I'm right a huge uh, Peter Falk fan. So <laughs> it probably would have got you know me a Peter Falk eyeball. I think that would have been pretty cool. That would have been cool. Then you could have changed those out too, like put a snow yeah. globe eyeball in there, Thank shake you. it around. Oh, that's fun. neat. I like uh, that. uh, just 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 one more beer. <laughs> what would I it, what you what said would a Peter Falk uh, fan? Uh, that's my Peter Falk. I'm it still was? workshopping it. All right, let's I got some. I got some IO classes. He's not left. trained. <laughs> 
It doesn't show. <laughs> uh, let's go back, shall we? Uh, let's go back to the Saison. So Saison DuPont was our baseline, and now we move on to uh, to a new Saison, the yes. one you guys are going to talk about. The Saison move on. So this is Ooh, Prism so. from uh, just down 65 at Perennial Artisan Ales. Oh, uh, These guys they make fancy. great beer, but this is also... And I was sneaking some sips. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this is a very, like, American take. Like, it's got that Saison character, but it's clearly, you know, dry hopped with some cool, new, fancy dry hops. Like, you get it right on the nose. But I think it works. It's, I think. Very, the, it's very hop-driven. I like it. Yeah, it's much more hoppy than the uh, Saison DuPont. Um, and you know I always fear too many hops. Mm-hmm. This is not too many. This is almost, for me, like, right on the right on the cusp yeah. of uh, too hoppy. When some when you take a style that is fair is well established like a saison, obviously as a brewery you want to try to do something new with it, make it. A, sure. How strictly should you try to adhere to what made that style so popular, as opposed to then making this your own uh, version of this? Well, that's actually a good segue. I also brought some SPF from Goose Island, which is Ooh. a saison base um, with passion fruit. Okay. So. For me, I, I love good a good base beer. You know, there's so many great beers out there on their own, but I love beer is like that way for for brewers to kind of show off who they are, right? You know, and they're they're artists, so like they they're all inspired by somebody. But I like to see what comes out of that inspiration. You know, I don't like to set parameters on but on beers. but the for the SPF you started with a, a traditional saison, correct? Yeah, and so then, Sophie, then, which is right. Yeah, it's 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 not your traditional traditional saison but it's it's got a lot of similarities to saison dupont but it's made way differently right. but it's kind of like our ode to that beer okay um so it is close to like a, a dupont but then here we go and we just bump it up with these tropical fruits which is awesome ah. well that's and that always adds a little something so where would you guys put this and this is uh from cascade is that what cascade uh, perennial perennial perennial, perennial. Yeah. yeah i I like it. I think that the yeast is doing a lot less work here, but they don't have this, you know, strain that's been perfected in a yeah. lonely farmhouse in Belgium for years. <laughs> so I think that a lot of what they're doing with the dry hops here mimics a lot of the cool and traditional flavors of DuPont. Also, if you just want to not hear me ramble about it, it's just it's a good drinking beer. It is it's a good, good beer. Uh, let me for those for those uninitiated. Well, first Cody's, Cody's like I have to jump in. What Cody? What? Just jump in. What is it? Man? Since wait a minute, when did you? When have you ever stood? A, oh, you are. Hold on. Oh, there you are. Yeah, because I had oh, to turn man. down the Van Halen. My mic has been on. Uh, were, I've, been, tr- I've been trying, Brian. Just right, trying to be in. heard. No, I, I had to jump in now because we're doing the, this this segment. A listener who is bilingual and speaks French pointed out that really we should be saying saison. Uh, Cezanne is a post-impressionist painter. So if you oh, are over no. in Europe and you you order a Cezanne, they yeah. may look at you oddly. So Cezanne is the way to Cezanne. do it. Hence, hence my disclaimer about how yes. stupid and terrible I am at speaking other languages. Uh, thank the listener and <laughs> note that they fall on ignorant Sir, ears. Cezanne. It was a madam, yes. Yes. Well, well, thank you. Though. A thousand like apologies that. to the French, to the Flemish, <laughs> to the people who took at least a couple of years in high school. I, I know I'm terrible. I took Latin. Do we have any Latin beers coming up? I can translate those. Ooh, uh, mm. No. 
Uh, it's a dying language. For those who are, for the uninitiated, uh, what's the difference between regular hops and dry hops? Because I know I've had a couple from both of your places that were dry hopped, mm-hmm. and I have some other dry hop that I've uh, I got. What what's what does that mean? In are the, all hops dry when you throw them in? Well, in the brewing process, when they're added. So um, on the hot side is when you add the the first round of hops, and if you want to dry hop it, like we did, we've three one two. Everybody knows it's, sure. it's our uh, our wheat ale. Uh, last year we released a dry hopper version of it, so we it's essentially in the black can. Yeah, that's phenomenal. a super sexy can. Uh, yeah, it is very sexy. So we ended up doing. I only drink it in my underpants. <laughs> that's even that's double sexy. Yeah, but what makes that, that different is... from Schlitz? That's true. True. <laughs> Less tears. Well, I think all beer is sexy. What does that tell you? <laughs> I'm either really sexy or I have a problem. But anyway, we'll go talk on about with your, yeah, show, go on though, with your explanation. <laughs> the, the, the dry hopping. It's the latest edition of hops, and it pulls out a lot of the aromatics and a lot of the flavors, but not that bitterness. So, like, that whiff you get when you crack open a beer, you get a fresh draft pour. A lot of that character is from the dry hop. And if you dry hop extra, super expensive to do. You also just open up these new flavors and aromas Ooh. you can't get any other way. I really nice. hate that you use the word whiff. Yeah. Whiff. I, that's, I put it as H-W-H-I-F-F. Yeah. How would they say it in French? Whiff. 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 Oh, I don't know. Whiff. We're going to really not. so many I'm, French people. I am whiff. Happy with myself for not slipping into the Pepe Le Pew accent, because, you know. Oh, Lord. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> so, all right. So, we like, we obviously like Saison DuPont. It's so good. Did we say DuPont the right way? DuPont. You don't know. Cody I'm just, just going to spell it. D-U-P. I like that. D-U-P-O-N-T. DuPont. Yeah. DuPont. I like that word. I'm shouting it out. I, yeah. <laughs> the thing that on this show that's so fun is, like, me and Jesse, every time we bring out a classic, and we're like, okay, we're just bringing this out because it's, like, the boring baseline. Start drinking it, we're like, oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. this beer is so good. That's yeah. why it's the baseline. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's the one. And we like the uh, we like the prism. I like the prism. I really like it's the not prism. like it's I'm not trying to say this in a not unbearable way, but like the way they achieve the same end with like a different Google Maps route to the same place is yeah. like super cool to me. Now we had uh, I like that three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. We had we had somebody holding on who could who hung up, but. Doug had a question. He's been cellaring some beers. He had a question about a 2015 Goose Island. How long? How long can you cellar a beer? What's you know? Now that we're four years into it, and you know my feelings on cellaring, just drink the beer. It's beer. Come yeah, on. I mean, let's not be goofballs. All beers are meant to be drank as soon as they're yes. purchased. Right. You know, realistically, you talk to any brewer that they want you to taste that beer. Oh, hold on, Doug is back. Doug, Doug. Doug's back. Doug. I am back. Doug, hey. you're back. What's hey, your? What, what, I return. What beer are you cellaring, Doug? Well, let's see. Uh, I've got about 40 bottles down there right now. Uh, my first one was the Off-Color off Radio Laria. Hmm. What style is that? And, um, Old. That one, I haven't touched solid. any of them yet. Can I ask but, why? Um, aged beers, certain types other than IPAs, tend to uh, mature like wine. And... Um, I actually have a 2015 Curio, Allagash Curio, that's from a, a wine, red wine barrels. And, um, and that one has some red strings in it. But I also know that if I open it, it foams over. I know it's no good. So, but I also have the complete lineup of 2015 Goose Island Bourbon County sitting there. I know four of those are bad. Yeah, I mean, some uh, batches weren't uh, I can't remember which ones are the bad ones, but I know that the um, uh, the proprietors is, and I believe the barley wine. Oh, Jesse's yeah, Jesse's the, standing up. He's punching the air. <laughs> so, uh, huh? what do you? So, you want to know if they're if you should when you should drink them or what? Uh, 
Well, I mean, I don't know if I can look at a beer and tell from it if it's bad, because I do have a bottle of uh, Enjoy After 10-31-16. It's an IPA, sort of, and I don't know if it's still good, but I'll find out if it turned into a barley wine or not. But um, yeah, I'm just wondering how well my uh, rare might have, uh, my Goose Island rare might have cellared, because the big thing is I was going to sell it because I wasn't going to drink it, but then I decided, you know what? I spent sixty-five dollars on a bottle of wine. I know they're getting about one hundred and fifty to two hundred on my beer cellar, and I've got. I'm going to Stockholm, and I have a couple friends there that are just beer fanatics and have never even had an opportunity to try this. I'm wondering if it's going to be a problem if I take it there and share it with them. If I should worry that it might have gone uh, south on me. No, I just had a rare two weeks ago. Um, Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Okay. I, I still have one left of uh, 2011, but those that oh, beer held up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that beer could have finished its PhD by now. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, I'm telling you that the 2011 or the 2011 is one that uh, that's like the uh, Apex Predator of. Uh, yeah, that's another beer, but uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's off color. No, uh, it's a great beer. I say, not the comment, the brewery. <laughs> right. Yes. I say, drink um, it, share it. And yeah. don't make any money off it. Just share it, man. Enjoy it. No, Enjoy I'm it. going to, but I don't. I don't have a fear because it's a stout. It should, should have soured well. Well, uh, you should. You should fear because you're flying with a bottle of beer and like, man, I. <laughs> it's always like just touch and go. Oh yeah, that it just explode. Yeah, just because you know. I haven't even know. broken that little seal on the box. I'm going to take it in the box. I'm going to open it up. Let them chill it there. We're going to drink it. And they, uh, the one guy works at a bar, which is on a boat called the Emmisberger Jarl in Stockholm, and it's a hostel. And uh, he Why took me to BrewDog in, in Sweden, and it's like real BrewDog, not the stuff from, from Ohio. And it's very different. And uh, I'm going to let him keep the box and the bottle on the thing and let him take it, and it's just going to be that. Cool. Well, Doug, so, you, are, uh, you are into this. You are in, the, you're, you're like the... the Master's degree listener of this segment, which we uh, we always appreciate. I dig I, it. I like that I, I too. I like what I call myself. Can I tell you what I call myself? Because you guys, Revolution and Goose both make great IPAs. I mean, you know, yeah. Revolution's like the apex, you know, up there. Um, <laughs> Thank you, sir. But, I love watching uh, these the guys high five. IPA has become my what I call my internet beer, my affordable beer that I just sit there and drink while I'm in the internet. <laughs> but I call myself a hot squat. I don't know if you can put that on the radio or not, but. Huh. Find out in seven seconds yeah, or less. Well, I think you're good. Doug, <laughs> thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Have a great night. Uh, let's take one more quick call from Mickey before we get into our final style. Hi, Mickey. Hey, um, I'm not exactly the professor. I'm more like the first grade. Listen, uh, we, like, we like freshmen as well as graduate assistants. Good beers everybody, for everybody. Yeah, good beers. It's, it is. it's accessible. That's why we love beer. Yeah, uh, well, here's what I'm looking for. Um I'm one of those millions of uh, mindless uh, beer drinkers that love Blue Moon, so I like a wheat beer, and uh, I also love that little bit of uh, coriander orange. I just discovered um, a Lost Coast uh, tangerine uh, at a bar, and, and I'm equally in love with that. Um, do you have any other suggestions along those lines? I don't like Shandies or any of that real you know, sweet, sweet beer, but just the hint. Mickey, if you can promise a stranger via the radio one thing, you promise me that you'll buy some Allagash White. Yes. That is 
It is phenomenal. And, and nothing That's... wrong with Blue Moon. I would never call you mindless for liking what was yeah. a pretty cool and revolutionary beer at the time. But get this Allagash. It's made by this great small uh, brewery in Maine. I went there last fall, and it was like Disneyland for guys <laughs> who look like me. Uh, <laughs> Allagash White. You'll be able to find it most anywhere. Uh, you know, check the date. Make sure it's relatively fresh. But, man, get that beer. I think you'll love it, and I think you'll keep buying it because it's pretty easy to find but, in Chicagoland. And if you want to get an import... Does it have a, a strong ale taste, or is it m- m- milder? Like no, the, it's, uh, mild, it's mild. It's mild. It's easy drinking. Yeah. It's got that coriander. It's got that weed. It's got that citrus flavor you like. I think this is right up your alley. And Whitaker, if White. you get a Thank chance... Thank you so much. Appreciate it very, oh, very much, guys. We have one more. We'll, hold on, Mickey. We got one hey, more Mickey. for you. When you, Mickey right. doesn't care. He got one. I hope beer, he's listening. It. Yes, please listen. Whitakirk is a, a, also another very Excellent underrated beer. beer, but it's so phenomenal. That's what that's. I actually got into that before I got into Allagash White because it used to come in cans. Yeah, and they had a on Mondays at Lava Lounge. I'm dating myself. <laughs> Three, Back at the limelight <laughs> at the sock hop. <laughs> Three dollars uh, a, a can for of Whitakirk, and now. Uh-huh. When people ask me for seven dollars when I order Whitakirk, I kind of makes just, you cry. Yeah, it does. All right, we've got one more. We're going to talk about porters. We're going to do that after this. The guys for are here for at the breweries. John Carruthers at UT Chicago. Jesse Valenciana at Jesse Mambecue. GooseIsland.com. Revolution.com. Let's do this. Then we'll get our final f- style. WGN. We are moving into our final uh, style of the day, which is a porter. Jesse, what is a porter other than uh, a delicious dark heavy beer? That's I mean it's it's not too 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 heavy, but um porter was named after the porters that used to drink this beer in in London oh. uh, in England. So, um it's an ale, a lot of malts, obviously dark because of the dark malts. Yeah. Um and actually when people talk about IPAs being the first beers that have, you know, hops or like really showcase hops, porters are very heavily hopped. What is the difference between a stout and a porter? It's pretty slippery, but <laughs> porters porters tend to have a little more of a roasty quality to them, okay. uh, and stouts are just a little bit sweeter. Yeah. Okay. So what is our baseline porter? This is Samuel Smith Tadcaster Porter. You can find this just about anywhere, anywhere for like yeah. four bucks a bottle. I mean, this is like one of the wow. OG English porter classics. I love Samuel Smith. It all this other really, stuff is really, yeah. Their oatmeal stout, their lager, yeah. their oatmeal stout is so Samuel good. Samuel Smith makes just good beer. Mm. But so you know, it's roasty, it's dry. If you kind of yeah. swish it around a little bit, it's not a heavy beer. No, no it's not. Once it, I, again, and we we talked about this earlier, and we've talked about it before. It looks like it should be molasses, but it is not. It's got an effervescence to it. Yeah, it's got it's it. It looks. It's like a dog that has a bad bark. <laughs> and no bite. It looks like it should really knock you down, but it's it doesn't. Yeah, and and again, going back to the porter, um, the porters would drink this, you know, on on their breaks or like yeah. lunch breaks, and then after work, and that's how porter became. There. So are they heavy, uh, high ABVs, or are they low? No, between four and five. Yeah. Um, you See, get some again, bigger ones over at six. Misleading. But, yeah, you know where you look at it and go, that's got to be like, uh, you know, thinking back to some of the barrel age stuff where that are nine, ten, eleven. For this to be four or five, it's yeah, nothing. it's not yeah. bad. And yeah, if you could just lift heavy stuff off a boat all day and keep drinking this, I mean that's a that's an endorsement of its sessionability. Yeah. Maybe we do that next time. We would see how much heavy stuff we can drink and how many porters we can drink. I'll just watch and drink. <laughs> I'll, I'll judge you guys. <laughs> I just I like that this was invented in England and not like Long Island, so it's called porter and not longshoreman. Yeah. <laughs> 
be on the waterfront knit cap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lay off the knit cap jokes, right? Uh, listen, <laughs> I'm trying to be as hipster as you guys. Uh, you know, cause I'm growing the beard. I'm trying to. You know, I don't have the tattoos yet. Brian, that, that H coming. word. That's that's a bad word for me. Don't come on. Well, the br- the brewer. I guess the craft brewer look. That's how about that? Is that I'll, I'll take that over. We do look like two brewery brewer guys. Look. I can't. Yeah, can't even yeah. say anything about that. No, it's it, it's a it's a look. There's nothing wrong with it. So, all right. So the Samuel uh, Smith. Smith is our baseline porter. And what have you brought as your uh, test porter? We went a little wild on this. This is from Illuminated Brew Works. That's another local brewery. They make some cool stuff. They'll do they have cool parties. anything with a beer. <laughs> Well, but this party. is called Pazuzu's Petals. So it's this a frightening is, candy, like Nosferatu. Nosferatu. On there. This is called, and it's funny. I forgot this when we were talking about this. Earlier. It's called a farmhouse porter with black cardamom. So <laughs> it's got a little bit of that cardamom character to like, you know, to go with that Boy, roasty it's kind of. Completely different. It really than is, the, right? uh, Than the first one. I think it's to um, the the nose is a little. Um, yeah, there's something about it. It's I'm that not... black cardamom. Yeah. What is it's cardamom? A... It's like coriander. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I, boy, it's it's not my thing. Well, you know, here not you want to you want me to give a dramatic reading of the label wrap? Please do. Make that face. <clears throat> make the uh, Nosferatu face. Okay, but we are on the radio. It's fine. People are watching on. The... It's got the Exorcist thing. Oh, we got that's about a minute. For... All right. We got to talk to Karen. Get Khan. possessed by the sinful pleasures of bitter chocolate, coffee, dark fruit, smoke, and herb, and this homage to everyone's favorite Babylonian demon and his love affair with the bicycle. <laughs> wow. I don't remember. I didn't. Wow. That is weird. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, the bicycle part threw me. That's I had to read that all the way through. At the what end. are the spokes going to do? I'm not a fan. I don't I don't enjoy it. Roger, <laughs> you wanted to yeah, say quick something? Yeah, quick question. So, <laughs> we got about a minute. Just jump in. Quick question. Is, is it quick? So, yes, all of these brews, it's like Roger. they've added something. Like, it's a basic brew, and somebody decides to add this. Now, what makes that? Dis- is it a lot of experimentation before they decide, oh, this one will work? Sometimes a brewer thinks, I bet, I bet that'd be cool. Yeah. And that's really what happens. Oh, okay. um, and sometimes yeah. you're adding flavors that, that go with, you're adding adjuncts that go with the flavors that already exist in the beer. So they, the brewers then do have some type of scientific knowledge of what might work with a certain type of brew. Yeah. Wow. They, they also to, to try enhance it, to make it set, set it apart. A lot of it, is, most of it is, is experimentation. You know, oh, you, okay. you don't know how it's going to taste until you make it, you know. It's like when I put flaming Hot Cheetos in my chili and I was like, boom, genius. Genius. Sounds perfect. Genius. Uh, real quick, another real quick question before we uh, take a break, because then Karen Conte will come in. Somebody wants to know what happened to Bach beers. They always came out around Easter. I've always heard it was one uh, when they cleaned out the tanks. So, uh, Bach. Oh, they'll be out soon. We're actually putting one out at Revolution real soon, totally for Rev Bach. But we got, you oh. know, you can always find the classic German box at the store. It's a great style. Okay. So um, still, I, oh, still Metropolitan right. has a double Bach out right now. Yeah, that's really? very good. Yeah. Metropolitan. They make awesome. some good stuff, Metropolitan. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, we, we uh, next time you guys are in, we're going to start doing like an after after show so we're going like to continue like this that. we're going to continue this after but we'll take a quick break then we'll say hi to karen conti and uh, we'll keep drinking because uh, that's what we do it's wgn all right my thanks to john carruthers and jesse valenciana we will be back next month with another edition of at the breweries uh we did the mexican lager we loved uh, the Modelo, but we really like cruz blanca's mexico calling we did saison so we like Saint Dupont. Um, the other one, the other one from uh, perennial. perennial. Perennial was good, but uh, Saint Dupont is is the one. And then for the uh, porters, we of course loved the 
Samuel Smith. Samuel Smith. And uh, the Pazuzu's Paddles, eh, eh, not not our cup of tea. All right, so uh, Karen Conti is on her way next. Cody told me we did not have time to talk to Karen. Uh, Karen, so you know, I had time to talk to you. Cody is a taskmaster, and we're late anyway. So uh, we will talk to you again for a short show next week. Hear the sounds that matter. The Top 5 at 5 from the Rocon Show with Anna DeVolantes. Weekday afternoons on 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users, just say play WGN Radio on TuneIn. Thanks for listening and being part of the program tonight. Uh, this news is sponsored by Team Hockberg. It's 7 o'clock. Roger Badish. We 